I'ma give it to you tasty. Bread it up, fry it, and dip it in the gravy. You want fat fish? Yeah, you know you want to try it. Dip it in the butter, make the fat count higher. Higher, higher, higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Robert. And I'm Daniel. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> hi. How are you? Hi. What's you up? just do that for hours. Hey, hi. Hey, hi. what's up? What's up? But I'm sure it's annoying for the listeners. <laughs> um, I'm good. They love it. A little stressed, but what's new? A little stressed, but what's new? Yeah. I'm just packing up a huge shipment for my job. And it's like, I spent maybe four hours today just cutting foam and nothing got packed because packing art takes a long time. So I'm a little... Hmm. You know, um, the deadlines are knocking. Mm. So it's been a little crazy, but you're being cautious with your packing mm-hmm. by cutting foam. Yeah. Into small pieces. Yeah. And then boxing them. It's, 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 our, our packing is like a Russian doll. It's like a box within a box within a box. And then you get the treat. I mean, that's I weird. I don't think they're treats in Russian dolls, but you know, at the end of opening all these boxes, inside is this artwork you paid for. So hmm. there it is. So that's been a little like, <gasps> I never thought of the the significance behind a Russian nesting doll. I just assumed that it was like a family that all like that was oh, like really efficient. Cute. I don't. I'm I'm sure that there's more significance yeah, to a, the Russian Russian nesting dolls than than maybe that, Sasha Valer knows. Maybe we should ask right? her. Um. So something weird happened at work today, mm-hmm. and I'm very very uh like I was a little a little freaked out a little more freaked out than uh than usual. So at my job whenever something shady is about to happen, there is a note that one person writes to the other and then they make like a show of folding it and then stapling it shut. Like this whole thing cuz like I went to these again. Yeah. And so I noticed that my coworker who I mean I haven't been getting along with for the past like 3 years um, she wrote a note to my boss and then like folded it up into like as if she was going to put it in an envelope, but she didn't put it in, a, in an envelope. She just put it in his inbox with his name on it. And I saw it and and I was like, what is that in my head? And I didn't have a chance to be nosy before my boss came back from work. From, she uh, stapled it? She, she didn't staple it. She folded it shut and then wrote his name on the outside. And I didn't have a chance to 
open it and read it and make photocopies. No, um, I didn't have a chance to look at it to see what the fuck it was about. It's probably nothing, but like, I just, I don't appreciate that. Mm. Like when you can very easily take that note and leave it in my boss's office where like, I won't see it. Cause it's like, obviously you're, there's something in there about me. Why else would you fold it closed and then put it in my boss's inbox for everyone to see? And it's not like that private. Cause like you could just like, oh yeah. I mean, I have every intention. I, I don't of, know why, but every time you of talk casually about, looking for it, right? <laughs> every time you talk about these like dun 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 notes, um, I picture either one of you or the three of you like skipping across the room like him from the Powerpuff Girls with the note being like, do you do look it, you know, and like, you know, like yeah. it's a like it's a. I don't know, like a stick of dynamite or something. I mean, I n- didn't to say that the note system is flawed. Yeah, but so m- my job, we we work in a one bedroom apartment, so there's not a lot of space, and the bedroom is designated for my boss's office. So like me and my other two coworkers sit out in what would be considered the living room of a one bedroom apartment. So I can see everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not see my coworker physically put that note in my boss's inbox. I am sure she did it while I was in the bathroom, which to me is like, y- you couldn't be more transparent. Also, I had my, so I had my review last week and I had a bunch of stuff that I, I had a bunch of comments about my coworker in my review and I printed, like I had printed out the, you know, that I have to print out two copies, one for me, one for him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I left it at, on my desk. But what I did was I hid it in between a bunch of invoices. So it just looks like a stack of papers. And it's like, how are you, how are you a full grown adult? And you don't know how to hide shit like that. It's like stupid, but I also need to, I also need to, question why i'm so insecure that i'm like needing to know what's in this note because you said shit well yeah i did i mean i but it's shit like i that said some to shit but i said it i said something i said stuff that needed to be said mm-hmm. and i also suggested that we have a like an open forum where we can air all of our grievances mm-hmm. and it's something that we've never done at my job before and i i don't under i i so the basically the long and the short of the problem i'm having with my coworker is i feel like she is taking out her aggression from the stresses that she has in her personal life on me mm-hmm. and i don't see where that is effective for the for the office yeah. basically and i'm also tired of it because you know the the last week she blamed me for something that was fully her fault fully 100% her fault and i was like why why are you doing this like mm-hmm. why are you doing this to me and you know the 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 thing that's like the mind fuck about it is that she will be like you know slicing people with a machete via email but then when she's in the office she's all like oh what are you doing this weekend oh oh my god that sounds like so much fun oh like she's very like she's very interested in your personal life and very excited that you have plans this weekend and it's like i don't know anyway let's move on weird at my job we can all look at everybody's emails like even the gallery owner's emails and people respond to my emails for me (laughs) sometimes which is fine or they'll be like did you see that email and i'm like what and i'm still getting used to it but i i don't 
ever want to look at their emails. I mean, I have enough shit of my own to deal with in terms of emails. Right. You know? But the thing is, like, when it's transparent like that, like at your job, Mm -hmm. you know, why say shit in an email? Like, that's the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Never put it in writing. Never email it. And, like you know check all exits and all entrances to make sure the person's not coming around the corner right that's all you have to do i don't know i just i'm very very paranoid about it and i didn't like mm. i don't know my uh, my boss also came back from lunch and opened it and read it in front of me and didn't react so i'm sure that whatever was in that note is like nothing well maybe it's, some of our what i was gonna say maybe some of our listeners have tips on how to deal with like anxiety or you know what you're calling it like paranoia in the workplace well yeah i guess yeah paranoia in the workplace but more specifically having to work in such close quarters i mean it feels like i'm in college again living with a roommate i hate that's i'm in a small office right now Mm -hmm. like if i back up three inches i could hit the person behind me with my chair and that has been the biggest struggle for me is like the like the enclosure because mm. i'm used to just having n- not even because like my screen needs to be private it's just like can i have some room to lay out my papers right you know and that can be a stress in and of itself right so, yeah right. i mean i don't know i'm i just like now my mind is racing as mm. to like what it could be in that note and it's probably nothing mm-hmm. it's probably about like who's gonna get uh, a popcorn tin this year but like why would you want to hide that information from me you know um mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna find out your coworker should be named <sighs> yana del rey yeah well um we uh so we got a lot of positive responses about keto from, yeah. from some of you listeners i was kind of surprised because i feel like often when we do these things we're the only ones who talk about them yeah stupidly but it was really interesting to hear all the like positive feedback yeah about that someone even wrote in and was like oh the keto's working you girls are looking great <laughs> mm-hmm. my coworkers have even said oh daniel you've lost weight i was having my um what did i make i made um barbacoa like the the chipotle barbacoa uh-huh. right and i was i had a lettuce wrap today with sour cream and one of my coworkers was like what are you eating and i was like barbacoa that i made myself and he's like well looks like you lost another five pounds with that barbacoa and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's cute um i really i really enjoy this way of eating i think we talked about it a lot uh, enough on the yeah. last episode um the pork chops you made this week are really good mm. yeah they were just like super easy just like pan seared and then you saute some mushrooms and some garlic in another pan and you throw them in the pan where the pork chops were, add some heavy cream, swish it around, and let it reduce. And then you put the pork chops back in. I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted to bathe in the mushrooms. The, the mushrooms mushroom? were my favorite part. Mushrooms. If I uh, Next time, I'm going to double the amount of mushrooms. Yeah. Like, if you don't like mushrooms, I can't be friends. Mm. They are the most delicious thing ever. Mm. So get on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about what we did this weekend real quick? Yeah. Okay. Um. So this weekend... We kind of had a double whammy, which is great. What do you mean? So, like, we got to go to a fun event and we got to hang out with a new person. Well, not a new person, but a person in the flesh. So that's like a double whammy. Yeah. One of so, our one of our fellow podcasters. I know. One of our, like, favorite Wait, fellow podcasters. podcasting primos? Is that what we said? I think so. I don't remember. Yes? No. No, it's like... We're podcasting, we're podcasting primos, I think. We're, we're in that 
I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to hang out with Favi Fav from Latinos Who Lunch, who is in town um, working on an installation at the Sugar Hill Children's, Children's Museum. Museum. Yeah. Um, which, oddly enough, is like an avenue away from where I used to work like uh, two jobs ago. Um, and he's doing another one of his, you know, kind of trademark paper installations. Yeah. Um, and I think it opens at some point in October, but we haven't gotten the date quite yet. Well, we're going to have him on the show. Uh, I don't know if it's in a week or two weeks. He's going to come on the show and he's going to yeah. talk about it. And we're going to talk about like, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some stuff. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, and it was really, it was really fun. I mean, I always get super nervous when we're like, it's, it sounds weird to say one-on-one, but I feel like whenever you and I are hanging out with like one other person, it's always like, are we going to like this person? And oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I always get nervous about that. I'm always that. like, hey, listen to me. I always feel like it's um like we're two little dogs that are like, hey, 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 pick me, pick me, pick yeah. me. It just, yeah. I always feel that way, but um. <laughs> No, I mean, it was like that uh, when we met Tony, Tony Soto. I was like, okay, we're landing. We're going to see him in 40 minutes. God, I hope we like him. Is it weird that I didn't feel as weird? Well, we had more FaceTime with Tony before we met him. Well, we'd, we'd interacted in in like a, a real way with him. But, but uh, what I mean is like visually... Mm-hmm. You know, when we would record his show and talk to him via Skype, mm-hmm. like we would be looking into each other's eyes yeah. and talking, you know, we like were, it was a little we're, more we're like a, we're in a long distance relationship with Tony Soto. Right. <laughs> Whereas I guess we haven't had the opportunity to um, to really have like long conversations with Favi. Mm-hmm. Even like long distance. So, yeah, not even. Yeah. But that just adds to it, I guess. Their podcast, though, is so like, it's funny because we, we, we all said the same thing to each other is that like after listening to each other's podcasts, it's kind of like we know each other in a mm. way. Like, cause you, you know, like, you know, we were just talking about our jobs and, and stuff like that. So like you kind of inadvertently through this medium start to share things, I think that you wouldn't like. I would agree. I, I, I don't know how to say it, but. Like what they, you know, they talk about their families, food, culture, like it's, you kind of know where they stand before you meet them. Well, right. And I feel like with, with, I feel like specifically with Latinos who launch Favi and Babelito, they specifically talk about stuff that is personal to them. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I know them a little bit better because of what they talk about. I don't feel the same way. I mean, this, uh, this episode is, I guess, an exception. And whenever we do episodes like this, that is the exception. But we did not start out like injecting a bunch of like personal stuff about ourselves that was never the intention it was in fact it was something that we stayed away from i like it i i do too i mean people seem to like it um i like it hope you do too right but (laughs) uh we uh we went with favi to uh be cute at littlefield and we had a great time yeah I mean, it was just, it was like my, like, sore back and all because people, my back is out. She's left She's the building. Done. She's over. Um, but I, I found a seat. There's a television where they, like, play the show on. I felt real grandma watching oh, it. yeah. Like, all three of us. So I sent Case. I thought that Kesa was going to be there. And so I text her uh, to see if she was going to be there. And she texts me the next day. At like viejita o'clock, like she she texted me when she was making her cafecito, like mm-hmm. you know, I remember at five o'clock up. in the morning. It woke us up. I was like, "What the fuck is I that?" I actually I was already awake, but anyway, um, 
yeah, like five o'clock in the morning when she was making her cafecito, she texted me and she was like, you know that I'm a viejita. I did not go out last night. And I was like, girl, we're both viejitas. Me and Daniel watched the show from the benches at the front of the bar um, via the TV screen. Mm -hmm. So and it was great. I mean, not going to lie. The Sterlings were there performing. That was cute. Um, Pinche. Pinche was there. Pinchy queen. Pinchy queen. Um, <laughs> Charlene, of course. I'm um, so excited that we got to go. I Because I didn't know. So I I had talked to Johnny from All Right Mary about going to be cute again when we saw him and Chris at uh, Bushwick. And I didn't know that Pinche was going to be performing. And... Um, and so when I saw her, like I had just casually been like, yeah, let's go to be cute. And then thinking like, let's, you know, like, let's wait until we're like, ooh, bitch, this lineup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that this past one wasn't an ooh, bitch, this lineup. But like when you add Pinche to it, I was like, oh, we need to be mm-hmm. there. Like yeah. when you when you when you bring me an import, I need to mm-hmm. be there. Like that's she's just so great. Yeah, she's just she has like beyond her like performance style and what she chooses to do. She just has a great energy. And the funny thing is that we have interacted with her. I don't think that we've met her in person yet. No, we've not. Ne- we've never we met her. Not. No. Um, but if things go as planned, you're we're going to have her. We're, we're going to have her on the show soon. She'll be on the show at, within the next couple yeah, we're, of weeks. We're yeah. lining up like a. A slew of interviews yeah. at the moment that we're very, very excited. So yeah. Um, she's also very, very, very funny on mm-hmm. um, on uh, Meatball and Big Dipper's podcast, mm-hmm. Unbearable. So uh, she was on the most... It won't be the most recent episode when this comes out, but it'll be the penultimate episode. I keep doing this. Penultimate. Um, penultimate. Um, so I struggled with whether I was going to bring this up or not, but there was a queen who... Uh, pushed another queen down the stairs this weekend in Brooklyn. And I just, I, I, I need to make it plain to everyone that even though we kikied and whatever about the whole Nicki Minaj Cardi B thing, again, violence is never the answer. And you're not, you are not to be pushing a bitch down the stairs, like no matter what the situation is. Yeah. Unless your, your life is being threatened and this person happens to be stupid enough to be near a flight of stairs. Like, there's no reason. There's literally no reason to do this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't even know. I don't. I don't know if I should say her name, but no. uh, you know, we weren't there. We didn't see it. So let's just leave it alone. Um. I'll give you a hint. Emerald cat. Oh okay. Lord. So let's take a break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about some movies we saw this weekend. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. And we're back to talk about what we're into. I mean, I wouldn't say we're into this stuff. Well, the I second just, one, yeah. I just wanted to give it a really like... A running start. A flourish. A fa- faggotry. Faggotry in motion. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Give us that faggotry. Go. So I just want to start off by saying how amazing La Casa de los Flores is. Oh, you're going to start with that one? Was that... Start with the other one. Okay. I didn't say that. 
I want to set up by saying how much, how good the Meg was. Wait, really? <laughs> Wait, really? I was like winding it up. Um, but yeah, so we watched the Meg, which is about um, a megalodon, which is like the largest shark ever known to have existed, I guess. But it's, Jiggly kept saying, it's, it's an old wives tale. It's an old wives tale. What's the truth? <sighs> Jigglymatron. They do exist. <laughs> you know, it kind of bugged me. I didn't say anything to her, but like we were so we had a movie night in our apartment and we decided to watch the Meg and this bitch was playing Candy Crush the whole movie. Bitches because she was scared. I well. Do you think it was if okay, do you think it was because she was scared or do you think it was and I'm gonna ask her when I see her on She's Thursday. She's a little fish. They're afraid of big fish. <laughs> Do you think it was because she was scared or do you think it was because she was falling asleep? Which she one do you think it is? Candy Crush. So I'm guessing scared. Scared. Scared to cat. So. Um, but it was a, like there was a lot of science in this movie, like that thermal layer thing. Oh, yeah. Like it also was like it was very scary. Like, I, I think I've spoken on the podcast before about how I'm afraid, not like afraid of the water, but like of my glasses falling in the water and it's really stupid, but like not being able to see into the ocean. Does yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and, and the, fa- the, the thought of there being like a sub ocean be- below the ocean where all this crazy shit lives. It's like, why we don't need to go poking for that down there. Yeah. Like, can we just leave it alone? Like, and, and it's, it, it's funny. There was a, I forget who in the, maybe it was Ruby Rose who said this. She was like, there's a reason or somebody else that there's like a reason that this has just stayed hidden. Cause the whole premise is that they're this group of scientists who are being funded by Rain Wilson from the office. From fucking Dwight of the kind office. Of hot. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Maybe I was just really tired. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Um, but um <clears throat> I mean my my eyes were on Jason Statham the whole movie. Oh, well Jason so. Statham's very I still think his face is a little strange, but you oh, and Jiggly counter me that, so whatever. Anyway, the whole premise is that the so Rain Wilson paid for this whole thing to be built at like under the water near the Mariana Trench, which is supposed to be the, I think the deepest, the like the lowest point on Earth. Like it's the deepest trench, the deep spot. Mm-hmm. But they have it. They had a theory that it was actually like deeper than it was. Right. So it turns out that the floor of the Mariana Trench is not a floor. It's this like it's a barrier. It's a barrier, but it's you can go through it, but it looks solid, so nobody's ever landed on it. It's a very strange concept. Yeah. And then once you do, it's like all these like. You know, um, quote unquote, like extinct creatures, including what was what a handful of megalodon. Yeah. Which they set free somehow. Anyway. Yeah. It was really scary, but really good. Um, My thing with the movie and with, I guess, creature features, I guess they're called. That's dumb. That was a dumb alliteration. But anyway. I mean, it's not really a creature feature because it's not like. Well, it is because the megalodon is not. I mean, uh, we, we need to phone a friend. We need to like be like, anyway. dear Miss Toto. I always think megalodon is real or not. <laughs> it is real. Let's ask Siri about the it. The same way that that really big creature, the really big sea creature in um in Jurassic Park is real. They just haven't found a whole um fossil. Hey Siri. Uh, Siri's going to pay me dust right now yeah, live on the podcast cuz it's my Siri. Siri. So <laughs> is a megalodon real or fake? So 
Siri thought that I was asking about a mega and then last name Ledon, L-E-D-O-N-N-E. Feel free to use that as your drag name, courtesy of Miss Siri. Um, hold on. I'm going to have to. Do you want me to look it up? Hold on. Hold, please. Uh, is <laughs> I can't do this. Hold on. Stop it. Are Megalodons real? Again? Again with Megalodon? Like, spelled it the exact same way. Hold on. Stop it. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at fucking stuff. So does anybody know if the Loch Ness Monster is real? Because that's oh what I God, really want to know about. Because I believe she is. And I think she's Okay, it's a, pre- it's a prehistoric shark. So it was real at some point. <sighs> I told you so. There is a photo. They found a jaw once. Really? Yeah. And there's a photo. I mean, they show it in the movie. But like literally there is a man standing inside this jaw. And there's a lot of space on top of him. Mm-hmm. Like it's huge. Yeah. You know? Um. So yeah. So this is like Jurassic Park at sea. Basically, mm-hmm. a little bit. So what made me uncomfortable about the movie is that it was clear that no one, like anyone who got away from this shark was like very lucky. Like, bitch, as soon as you get out of the mm-hmm. water, please go play the lottery because you mm-hmm. just like cheated death. Yeah. This shark's mouth was what? Like 20 10, feet tall? 20 feet tall? Maybe. It's like you don't, you have no, it you have no really... options. Like, this shark, how big was her mouth? Her mouth was so big, <laughs> she could swallow a shark cage. It's like a lady bunny joke. Like, yeah, girl? Yeah. Anyway, it was a really good, I, I enjoyed it. I, it took me a little bit to get into it, because I was like, why? I mean, it's this movie where you have all of these Asian people working for this, like, where this white man is funding this thing, and they've created all the technology, but this white man is funding it, and I was like, oh, I And roll. then they bring the white man in to save the day. Yes, and then they bring I mean, another was, white man. Yeah. It's like, this is implausible. Thank you and good night. Um, but, but nobody looked at that stuff. No. Um, so, yeah, but other than that, like, all of the action scenes are really cool. Um, there's a really great, like, uh, like, classic, like, show. Mm-hmm. moment at the very end of the movie it's you know to me it was like it's fun i mean i really enjoy jaws like i always have but oh god nothing scared nothing I, scarier than jaws i went like, back i went back when i when i was younger i went back and watched all of the horror movies that were supposedly that were like terrifying to everybody nothing scared me the and nothing scared me as much as jaws did mm-hmm. for some reason because well, jaws is plausible that's the you know like people anyway it's kind of we not. all know why it's well but in our minds it is do you know yeah. what i mean it's kind of like that why do you think home invasion movies scare the shit out of me and yet you leave the door unlocked all the time so yeah whatever unpack that. we live in an apartment um People anyway can still get in yeah so there was a drunk man on the bus today who was giving money to uh this woman and her child like the whole ride and I was like what are you doing they were very clearly not interested in this man at all and he, he was kept, just like tipping them he kept trying to offer them money and at one point the woman was like no thank you and so he put the dollar like he tucked the dollar into her purse and I was like what are you doing and he got off at the st- at my stop so he lives around here I mean he has money so when he, he got off at, when he got off at our stop I was like ooh bitch you want to fight I was like ooh you want to fight because you are at a severe disadvantage, Mr. Drunk Man. And there's a tall wall over a here that I could... trying to give money away instead of asking for it. That's a new one. I was about to be a street dentist, take all of his teeth out. So anyway, oh God. Um, Megalodon. Anyway, I feel like it kind of was like the new Jaws. 
like in in many ways i feel like it 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 did play on and expand some of those concepts you know so i liked yeah. it it was very interesting i thought it was fun um it just it felt a little thin is all mm, you know like that layer mm, yeah mm. but go well, watch her yeah um i don't want to give anything away Mm-mm. because it's like it's kind of a fun movie but um yeah go watch it um okay now so now i can now's your now now's your time go okay so <laughs> i am absolutely well, we us grizzly kiki is head over heels in love with la casa de los flores the house of flowers which is a which is it's netflix, called the house the house, it, of the, called flowers the house of the flowers on netflix on netflix yeah it was made specifically for netflix if i'm not mistaken and it is only the third mexican spanish language program on netflix yes and it is probably like one of the most popular shows right now on netflix and before we start gushing about how much we love it you can watch it dubbed into several different languages Mm -hmm. you can also watch it in spanish with or no you can watch it dubbed into english Mm -hmm. um or you can watch it with several with uh subtitles in several different languages because i had heard i had heard somewhere that there were absolutely no subtitles for this and i was like well what no And so we were like episode and nine, or so we were really deep into the series. I and think I was like, the actors themselves check. do the the dubbing. It, Definitely, it sounds like at least at least Paulina. Yeah, I was gonna say. I se me olvido cancelar el mariachi. Like she definitely voices the so, her thing in in English. The show. First of all, I love that the show. It's all in Spanish, right? As if I, in case we didn't cover that, it's not all in Spanish. It's not all in Spanish. In but hold on. The what I love is that they subtitle when characters are speaking in English. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that tickles the fuck out of me. Because normally it's the, the other way around. And let's be honest, unless you are, you know, watching like Telemundo or Univision or one of those things, Spanish language programming is not terribly accessible. Yeah. You know? And so to have it on Netflix that, you know, millions upon millions of people subscribe to, you can just stumble on this and like click subtitles or dubbing or whatever and enjoy the show now i highly recommend that you don't do the dubbing option you just do the subtitling because the intonation in their voices is really important oh yeah um specifically paulina paulina who's one of the daughters of virginia who owns la casa de los flores or this flower shop that's like attached to this mansion that they all live in yeah it's very interesting and um surreal there's um I think an article that Favi Fav told us about, about the painting, like the family painting that's used in the credits and hangs in the living room. Like it's a real painting and everything that they had commissioned for it. Um, but every character is so fascinating. But Paulina is the one for me that takes the cake because she has this, you know, the, the mariachi thing we said earlier. It's a it's, cadence it's about like, her, about her oh, voice. Oh, huh. How I can't even like you have to hear it in Spanish, but and it's funny because she has a couple of lines in English and she doesn't slow her speech Mm -hmm. in English. So, well, what I read because I love to investigate Uh is that Paulina's affectation, right? This this voice that she has was a choice the actress made five days into filming without telling anybody. So five days into filming, she just starts, you know, se me olvidó cancelar el mariachi, like out of nowhere. And her and the director just looked at each other and were like, okay, let's do this. And that's how 
you know, that's how Paulina got this cadence in her voice. Um, and it's become incredibly popular. Like Netflix had a, I think it, it was like speak like Paulina challenge on social media. And oh my like god! That. Yeah, after like the teaser came out for it, I want to do that, um, but it's like a lot of pressure. And I was reading about it last night, and I think that there's a there's something hidden in one of the episodes toward the end where they explain why she speaks this way. Uh huh. But I'm not gonna give it away because I didn't actually see it. I just read about it. But well, it's not. I don't think it's integral to anything. It's not integral, but um, she wait. basically has an. It's like an she opioid has an addiction, addiction to fentanyl, so yeah. it's, it slows her down. But she's so powerful and like holds shit together. I mean, without giving anything away, like yeah. she she's moving between two worlds. If you really think about it, oh, absolutely. And I mean, it's. It's just so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah. Thoughts? To give like, <laughs> okay, to give a very brief, brief, brief spoiler. And this is like an early, early, early thing that you learn. Um, so there is a second Casa de, los Flore de las Flores. And it is a drag cabaret. And all of the queens there are impersonators. And I love that they didn't have like true drag names. They were just like, like Paulina Rubio. The Paulina Rubio impersonator was Paulina. Mm -hmm. Like, and you know. She's the one that I thought so was Tina so Turner. Possibly. Because there was one who straight up looked like Tina Turner. And I was like, oh, but that's not. I thought that you didn't get that they were impersonators. And then when um, there was a moment, there's a moment in the show where Paulina comes home and she's like, Judy se quiere convertir en Beyonce. And you were looking at me like, what? Well, because so the they speak in very low sometimes, very high sometimes, uh -huh. and that's not good for me. So uh... I missed I miss words, and I'm like Beyonce, what? What happened? Mm -hmm. But when you you know I explained it to yeah. you, yeah. Um, no, but I really thought that that particular queen was supposed to be a Tina Turner impersonator, and it was Paulina Rubio. I, know, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's so good. Yeah. Like, I really have nothing else to say. There's just, there's a, there's a scene. And the second episode, there is a memorial that takes place at the cabaret. Oh, my Lord. This is true genius faggotry at, at the, uh, the highest level. I just, I remember watching it and being like, what a time to be alive. This is like, it's also, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. I've never seen a drag show at a funeral, basically. Also, That's what this so was. so much of that, like, is it like madcap or like, just like, Everybody's like, well, like 90% of the cast is like scurrying about to hide their secrets and they hide it. They hide them in the strangest ways. Right. If that makes any sense, you know, they I mean, this ties into the conversation we were having earlier about the letter that my coworker mm -hmm. wrote to my boss is that they hide they hide in plain sight mm -hmm. and then expect, you know, like people catch them and they're just like, no. No, no that's didn't that didn't happen. Like what Paulina and her, and her son do with the funeral like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, they didn't even commit to that. They, didn't even, they were just like, mm, everybody, everybody left. Like, just, I wish we could talk about that because I loved that that one part. Maybe so we good. maybe we'll save it for when we have Favion and just be like spoiler. So right. so you know listener, if you if you want to know what we're going to talk about when it comes to La Casa de los Flores, de las Flores, excuse me. Um you have 2 weeks mm -hmm. roughly. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. 13 episodes, they're like half an hour each. You have enough time to watch it fully in Spanish, dubbed and subtitled. I kind of want to watch it again. Me too. You should do it. When we have like a minute to breathe. Right, right. It is Dragon Week. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we have a listener question that we have been meaning to answer, um, which is our, 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 our letter got lost in the mail. So uh, we'll, we're going to read the letter to you when we come back. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. And we're back. And this entire segment is going to be about a listener letter that we got a while back. Um, we did answer them. We just have not addressed it on the podcast. Wait, we responded to the email? Yes. When? Today. <laughs> okay, so that's late. Okay, so when I tell you this I email came in. I had to digest in. it. I had to digest it and then I responded to them and told them that it would be on the next episode, which anybody who sends in questions knows is what I normally do. Um I just I felt really bad because like yeah. well I mean you're about to hear the letter, but it's basically like someone pouring their heart out to us and being very like vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And here we are just like, Mark is unread. Mark is unread. Like, well, cause I, like, I personally have read this email uh, at least once every other day, just thinking about like how to address it. And sometimes things are very complicated to express in written form. And so that's why we're answering it. Yeah. I came home, I came home from work last night and I was like, you know, that email that's been sitting unread, we need to answer it this week. Yeah. This is urgent. Exactly. Let's so do it. We're doing it on the podcast. Duh. Right. And, um, it's anonymous. So, and the listener didn't tell us to change their name, but I'm, uh, I'm choosing just out of to, respect. Just out of respect. Yeah. yeah. So here we go. Hi, Grizzly Kiki gals. I'm a gay youth, and I'm going through such a stressful time at the moment. Since watching Drag Race when season seven aired, I've always been in love with the art of drag. But recently, I've decided to start dabbling in makeup. I kept all of my makeup in a plastic container that I would only take out... Take Sorry. I kept all of my makeup in a plastic container. I would only take it out and practice at night. And one night, as I was about to start beating my face, my brother rushes up to my room to look for something. My heart beats so fast as I rush to hide it in my drawer. And with just my luck, he looks in my drawer and finds my makeup. He immediately asks if I do drag. I say yes, and he asks if I'm gay. I then tell him the truth and come clean. He's accepted me and is supportive, but some part of me... <clears throat> always feels depressed now. I feel completely naked. I just want to cry 24-7. I thought coming out would feel great, but maybe I don't feel that way because in a way I was outed. I'm also starting high school, which is just adding fuel to the fire, so I'm nervous. Can y'all please give me some life advice? Thank you. So part of why it took us so long to respond to this email, from my perspective, is that being young and feeling like your agency has been stripped from you is so different mm -hmm. today with all of the technology that is around mm -hmm. than it was when you and I were teenagers Absolutely. and could have possibly been outed by someone. So I really, really don't know how to relate because my initial response was like, girl, you told your brother. Your brother was like, cute, mm -hmm. moving on. 
I'm also wondering if the you brother's know? older or younger, because I think that that, like, it, it's a big... I imagine a younger brother yeah, when I read this they're email. just, like, bursting in and, like, grabbing your stuff. Yeah. But, if okay, so this person's about to start high school, so that's, like, 14, and their brother's younger, knows about gay people, and knows what drag is. I would say, as far as your brother goes... Well, I think you're jumping to a conclusion. I think... Um, I think the listener's brother saw the makeup and jumps to a conclusion based on like stereotypes. Well, but, but what I mean is like he knew what the word was. That's Do you know true. what I mean? Like it's um. Anyway, my point is about your brother. If if he's being supportive and accepting, lean in. Like because the thing is like to because it seems like from what you wrote to us that he's supportive and doesn't care, and that is. Something to be valued. Right. I think. However, I, I can actually sympathize on a certain level with the, um, the, the, the feeling of your agency being stripped away and like your choice being taken away and how and when you come out to anybody. Um, because in like high school and college, people were always asking me, are you gay? Are you gay? Oh, you're into this. Are you gay? And I always felt like, that was something that people were trying to do just because they wanted the information, you know, because a lot of times people are only interested in your sexuality or gender identity or anything personal just because they want to know because they feel like they are allowed access to that. And so for me personally, I could have said yes, but I would always just say no and be like, ew, so you think just because I'm into the arts, I'm gay? I'm like, how narrow minded are you? And well, hello, hi, here we are. Um, but I, I can sympathize with that because it is something that, um, coming out, I think is something that you can just like hang on to. And it's in many ways can be comforting to not come out because you can control that because it's yours. Right. You know? So I understand that. Um, but it seems like you're dealing with a ton of other issues, including starting high school as a probably, I'm assuming not out gay person. Right. To your classmates right so i i mean i i think take it a step at a time well i think so i remember before i came out uh we would do so in in theater class we would do this thing called bitch and brag where you talk about your weekend kind of like what we do at the beginning of the podcast and um and i would always talk about movies that i watched because i really i was an aspiring movie critic i really looked up to um roger ebert and so um I would always talk about the movies that I watched. And there was one weekend where I watched three movies that all had a gay plot of some kind. And at the end of my sharing, uh, my theater teacher in front of the entire class was like, so are you gay? And I was just like, whoa, you're making a lot of like people watch movies all the time about murder doesn't mean they're murderers. Like you're making a huge leap based on something tiny. And also... I am a teenager in front of a room of other teenagers who can be very cruel. Like, why would you do this right now? Um, and so I think part of what, um, and I, and I see a little bit of a similarity in, in the situation that you're going through. Um, part of what I think is causing you to feel some level of stress is the fact that you didn't actually plan to come out to this one person and yet it happened anyway. And so your stress is probably coming from the fear that your brother's going to tell somebody else. And I would take your brother's support at face value and just believe that 
you know, if he is fine with it, then he's actually fine with it and he's going to be supportive and that he won't out you to anybody else. But I don't think that it is a bad idea for you to have a conversation about this and to share how you feel about him having this knowledge about you and to let him know that, you know, obviously you're going to have to come out to your family and your friends at some point in the future and that you would like it to be something that you plan and something that you're comfortable with. And I think that sharing that with your brother and telling him, look, I'm really happy that you're the first person that knows. And I would like to um, and I and I love that you are supporting me, but I would like to really plan out my my grandeur coming out, I guess. Um, And then also you have someone that can help you plan it like I didn't have that. And it's really when you I mean, listen, when you go into this completely like by yourself, Mm -hmm. blind, not understanding how any of it works. I mean, I'm lucky I had a um, I had a classmate who came out to his parents in a letter. Mm -hmm. And so when I couldn't physically tell like I when I couldn't speak the words to my parents, I was like, great, I'll just write a letter. And so like that was very, very helpful to me. Um, But it was still scary as fuck. Like and um you know it's a big it's a really big step and it's um and it's really i mean you you kind of got to be you kind of got to be like part of the queer community to understand it but it's a big it's a it's a big moment it's like there's a there's a a huge um there's a huge lightness that comes when it's over that yeah that no one ever really tells you about Mm -hmm. i guess they kind of tell you about it but like no amount of description can really I, I mean with the like put it me into words the the biggest like the biggest relief was when i told my brother because i think he was the first yeah i think he was the first family member i told and it was like i stayed out super late on halloween could not get home ended up at a friend's house and you know he was freaked out and i like sat on the bathroom floor while he was washing the dog and i was like well yeah i've been going out to like gay bars and stuff i'm gay and he's like he just got so upset because he's like well why didn't you tell me then i could have like you know covered for you and and like helped you when i you know you were like going out to hang out with your friends mind you i was in my 20s um but it was it was very interesting to see my brother, who I guess I had not given the benefit of the doubt. Like, not that I didn't think he would accept me or anything like that, but that he would take this seriously. And he was very supportive. And so about two months later or a month change later, when I told my dad, it 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 was okay. My dad was okay with it, but it, it the the anxiety was lessened because I knew I had a like a support system. And so you have your brother who, you know, as Robert said, I do think you you need to sit down and have a conversation with him about, you know, now that you know, this is what I would like, you know, because this is something that has to happen on your turn. Um, and, you know, to- and also by explicitly saying to him, look, I want to be able to come out to exactly. our family, to my friends, mm-hmm. um, you know, to say that, like, you you want control over that moment. Mm-hmm. It really like any I any sort of like any idea that your brother could possibly have of like oh let me just make his life easier by telling mm-hmm. our parents or whatever like any of that goes away completely because you've communicated exactly yeah. what you want and now basically. if he does it by accident because that can happen <laughs> just 
have a conversation with him. See, even there, there's the possibility of your brother just being like, "Oh, I was, I was just, I was just messing around. Like, mm-hmm. I was just kidding." But either way, you know, it's it's this is a chance for you to have a, a I guess a deeper relationship with your brother. I like, I don't know what the status of your relationship is, but something like this and him being accepting of you and understanding is it's very important. I think, and so. Use that to become closer, I would say. It also sounds like your brother is really open-minded. And by having you in his life, he will be even more open-minded. And so Mm -hmm. you can explain to him things about, you know, how putting on men who put on makeup doesn't, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that they're gay or that doesn't mean that they do drag. You can, you know, like you can have these types of Mm -hmm. progressive conversations with your brother and help him become a better person you know like not that that's that should be your focus but But that's a bonus that's a a huge bonus for him it's it's one of the i i I think it's the like we as queer people it's one of the um um i don't know like advantages is that you by by being marginalized as we kind of just are by default unfortunately have almost like a third eye that like lets you into other feelings that i don't think other people have access to you know, um, and maybe I'm just being like too high minded about it. But I do feel like you'll you'll learn as you get older that you you might be more perceptive than those around you because, you know, you're nervous and you're anxious. Like you're saying, that is something that will help you protect yourself. It will help you also understand those that you should keep close and those that you should not keep so close. So I would say also pay attention to those things as you head into high school. But, you know, at the same time you are starting high school, like don't let your paranoia stunt your, uh, your adolescence. Mm-hmm. Don't, uh, do, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, not Please paranoia. Do yeah. I'm talking about like, you know, distinguished. Well, from the letter that we received, it sounds like this person has a healthy dose of paranoia yeah. in their well, life. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I'm saying yeah. don't allow your paranoia to stunt your mm-hmm. adolescence. Like, go out and be a teenager yeah. and enjoy life. Be as open as you can. Yeah. I mean, op- like, let... Allow, it, allow you know, be, be cautious and be smart about your choices, but allow yes. the experiences to change how you, you know, like, change how you live your life. Don't allow what you think like don't allow your fear of what could be to stop you from doing things basically is, called, is what i'm trying to say it, my therapist called it an anticipatory anxiety or something like that, that you're sounds about right yeah so don't pay attention to that because that is also what's called a self-fulfilling prophecy oh yeah so like you might fall into a trap of like oh my god these things are going to happen and and again, I'm not a therapist, but it will it will like make you so anxious that you these things will happen because of your anxiety. Yeah. Just it like I'm sh- I'm sure the first day of school like first day of school has passed. But you know what? I hope you're having a great first month and just enjoy it. Enjoy being in high school and all the people you're going to meet and you'll find your tribe in there somewhere in the mix and just Seek that out. Yeah. Because that's that's what's really beautiful about it. And at the end of the day, being yourself is what is going to draw people to you. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Like, Absolutely. It took me years to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Be, be your most authentic self and all of your fans will come mm-hmm. in due time. Mm. So um, thank you for sending in that message. Yes. I'm so sorry that we responded so late. Um, also, a big thank you to Bart. <laughs> There were a lot of R's in there. Bart with two R's. Um, Bart left a comment on our last episode with a link to Serena T's Bushwig performance. 
um, which was even better than. She did not disappoint. Yeah. The ponytail, the outfit, the back of dancers, the bicycle. There was rhythm to the bicycling. I love that. Yeah. I love that. She like did a split on the bicycle at one point. Did she? Yeah. Like she, I, I mean, I think she did because she like, she did it. That's what I'm. That's my what favorite. I saw. My favorite part was when Anaconda came on and she basically rode the bicycle backwards. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Um, yeah. Skills. I mean, Serenity, you're killing it. I think. I wonder if she knows about this link. I feel like it might. I feel like Maybe it is could our responsibility to like to, to pass it DM on. DM it to her. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. But that was um, a beautiful performance. It was amazing. So mm. thank you for sharing that link with us. Um, we also wanted to remind our listeners that the deadline to register to vote is coming up. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same everywhere, but I know that in New York, in New York State, it is October 12th, which is a Friday. Um, so please go to vote.org to see what the deadline is in your state. Um, and then, you know, make sure that you actually go vote on yeah. November. Is it November 6th this year? I think it's November 6th. It might be November 2nd. I don't know. It almost always falls on it's your birthday. the first Tuesday in election day. Uh, in election day. It's the first Tuesday in November. What am I doing? Um, and, um, oh, Siri knows. Uh, calendars. Yes. So the first Tuesday in November, be sure to go and vote. November 6th. It's November 6th. It is the best. November 6th is my birthday. And if you can get me, like, I would love, like, you know, I would love um, a, an air fryer convection oven combo. I would love, you know, like some um, some stevia drops, maybe like um, orange flavored or something. Oh but like, God. you don't you don't have to get me any of those things. All you have to do is make sure that you go vote on November 6th. Like that is the best birthday gift that you could give me. Um, this election is super important. And I mean, I don't need to sit here and tell you all the reasons why you fucking know you've been living in this country for all of the bullshit we've been going through with the person who is known as our president right now. Um, so make sure that you again, make sure that you register to vote. That's step one. And after you are registered to vote or for those who are already registered to vote, make sure that you go vote on November 6th. It's very important. Absolutely. And I want gifts for my birthday, but I will accept. I will accept a picture of you with an I voted sticker. Asking for (laughs) presents. What? Rude. What? That's fun. Birthday presents are fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, Do you want to tell them about DragCon? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you should do it. So... Well, we're at DragCon right now. <laughs> we are. Actually, um, yes, if you're listening. Actually, uh, technically, I'm at DragCon. You're at work, so. Shut up. Yes, I'm at work dealing with art, and you're dealing with Jiggly's fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, we're at DragCon with Jiggly Caliente this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Jacob Javits Convention Center. And you can come see us at booth 1201. That's 1201. Oh my God. And we're going to have some special guests in the booth. We're going to have some fun neighbors. Come visit us. We're right behind Drag Queen merch. We're being like like true Latinos this year and just inviting everybody over. Oh, we're having everyone at this picnic. Yeah. I might bring a pernil Friday night. You never know. Ooh, that would be good. Can you imagine... If we just like show up with April Carrion will run from the other side with her coquito and we'll have a party. <laughs> Can you imagine if we took a crock pot to the Javits Center with and just plugged it in? Like, what would they do? I mean, I don't think that that's. I don't think they can do anything. No. Like, well, let's see. 
April was serving Coquito. So, I mean, yeah, that's not heated up. But Coquito's not heated up. Yeah, but exactly. But who cares? Like, I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. It's but not, it's but not can gonna you happen. imagine? That'd I'm be not, a stunt. I am not sharing Coquito with anybody. Least oh of God. all. Theme. Least of all. Because we can't, I don't think we can go to DragCon LA this year. Mm-hmm. But. Next year. DragCon, yes. DragCon New York next year. We should make it like a Washington Heights, like, like restaurant, like cafeteria. You know where they have like the, No. No. That'd be amazing. I don't, I don't think Jiggly would go you for that. You don't think Jiggly would serve? No. Are you... What? Can you imagine, though? What person are you mistaking her I'm with right now? I think tired from work, because but that would be a great idea. Jiggly's not serving anybody. Like, she, she is served. She's the one who gets served. Like, she... Mm. Yes. Like... Fine. What are you... What are you even talking about right now? I don't know. Anyway... Be sure to follow us on all of the social medias. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Grizzly Geeking on all of them. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to check out our Bushwick videos, which are now up and live on our YouTube channel, including our special segment, Ari Kiki Has Taste. Um, you can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com, and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. That's why we get those reviews. Um, Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next Friday. Friday.